You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Happy 420, bro. Happy 420, man. I figured uh, today would be a good day to do this. Uh, I have an announcement to make. Um, I've uh, decided to stop smoking. Really? Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, I'm 51 now, and, uh, you know, it's just getting too old for this stuff, you know? I'm going to keep on smoking, though. It's 420 today, after all. So. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm just kidding. April Fool's. <laughs> ah, nobody nobody's in the mood for april fools this year on april 1st you know, Dude, you know what i mean I know. this was uh, in my entire life this is like the first one where there was just like no none like uh, yeah it was just not the time for april fools at all well we have a very special show today because i mean we have two guests today kind of like on the 420 tip right you know and uh, usually we do our shows on tuesday actually but um, today, since it's 4.20, we're going to have uh, Dave Navarro calling in to join us later. Or should I say Life After Death, basically, right? Life After Death Street, yes. Yeah, this is, uh, this is what he's wanting to, uh, you know, transverse into. And today it's going to just going to be a, uh, a little bit more of a stoner show. So we're going to have uh, my friend Domo Monster, uh, otherwise yes. known as Onyx Muse. She's a uh, webcam model coach. And she's also a previous bud tender. And uh, it's something that, uh, you know, she's been a, actually a, um, what, what do you call it? She, Dude, she was actually there to support me in my very first art show. Exactly, exactly, man. And I mean, you know, she, she, she's been in the cam world. She's been in the porn world. You know, she's been in the stripping world. So we figured it'd be a good 420 show today, man, um, you, you know, to bring her on as a guest. And so... Um, looking forward to that, man. That'll be happening at 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. But uh, right now, basically at 11 o'clock, we're going to have our Life After Death call in and uh, join us for the show. Hopefully, he has his uh, uh, weed smokes ready, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I've smoked his, some bowls with him in the past. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully, he'll, he'll be on video today so he can show us around his studio, too, man. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, you know, he might be doing. Uh, the same thing that I was talking about, you know, maybe he decided to, to stop smoking today. You know, he likes to try different things, different ways of, uh, you know, yeah. medicating. Yeah. Um, you know, that's one of the things I like about him. You know, he's always uh, trying, you know, different uh, mediums and stuff like that. And, um, you know, that's how he made the, um, uh, made the move from just doing music to, to doing street art and, now he's just fully encased in, you know, street art. He's obsessed with it. I love it. Yeah, man. I love it too. Like talk about dedication and just coming on. The I mean, actually I realized last year, 420, we had our 420 sellout show. Remember? <laughs> Which turned out to be a fucking disaster at the end of the day. Right. I mean, the, oh. if you don't know, last year we had a 420 art show, the cops ended up rolling up on this shit. 
And then, uh, yeah, I ended up getting a ticket for an art show, man. So, like, it's, it's just like... Yeah, uh, they're trying to cart your ass off, dude. <laughs> they're like, okay, get this guy. This is the guy who's in charge. You know, move him over here. Get him away from everybody. And, uh, you know, four cops. Four cops. Uh, big old guys. Um, some big, hefty guys. And, um, you know, I just... It was a, uh, a little bit of a racist situation, you know? Because um, they, uh, they came in and they saw all these people. And uh, it just so happened that that same day, there's a modeling business in your building that was throwing an event also. And it's a Chinese um, modeling agency. And, um, you know, they just... Uh, there's a lot of people there at that building, basically, that well, day. Well, they found out that it was a, a Chinese person that, that owned the building. And, you know, everything was, um, you know, Chinese-related. And so then when they found you, they were like, okay, this is the guy that's in charge and is responsible for everything. <laughs> and... <laughs> And they basically just try to cart me off, man. But you know what? What it's cool about it is that after, like, I actually just finished the court case, I think, in January, man. You know what I mean? And uh, so almost a year later, I mean, $2,500 just for a lawyer fee for a little bit, you know, um, you know, up my street cred a little bit in the art game, I think, though, right? <laughs> oh, dude, come on. Yeah. I mean, you got a ticket. Uh, and almost carted off for, to jail for throwing an art show, that's you know, so for graffiti artists. <laughs> I mean, this is awesome. The on the ticket that I have, it literally says art show, man. And uh, I don't think I don't know. I'm just saying, how many people? No, have like, actually... it says art show on the ticket. Yeah, it says art show on the fucking ticket, dude. <laughs> I don't know how. Oh, many, I, didn't I mean, know it said it actually on the ticket. Yeah, because I mean, it's a permit issue, right? The the original the original. Um, reason why they tried to you know haul me off to jail again right but <laughs> but you had a permit and everything you had a permit for the show uh the, the building had a permit basically they, they needed an event permit remember technically we actually canceled the 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 event remember and then the, the people that got us in trouble were actually the people there on saturday but anyways man i don't want to dwell on the past too much man at the end of the day uh you know you know what last... it came down to there was one one of those cops um one of those four cops that, that tried to sequester you um, was actually kind of cool. He was actually listening to me and he saw that I was, you know, I was understanding what was going on and was listening and was ready to be a witness. And so, you know, he started listening to me and I was basically telling him, look, you know, this is not your guy. <laughs> He's not the owner of the building. It's not him. You know, we're happy to do whatever you guys want to do. But, uh, oh, is that Dave? <laughs> what's that? Come on, Tom, it's all good, my bad. Oh, there he is. Yes. Hey, what's up, Dave? How's it going? Oh, you got to hit your, um, your audio. Try hitting the audio. audio. Oh, there, there you, you go. go. Oh, I got you. Yes. Awesome, brother. Welcome, Dave Navarro, man. Or welcome, it's life after, after death. Wait, Whatever you can't play David Bowie. <laughs> that, that's our guest David theme Bowie. song, man. When people come. Dave Navarro. I mean, wait, excuse me. This is life after death. But it's still Dave. Dave works. Yeah, both right. Davids. Welcome. Actually, actually uh, wasn't David Bowie's real name David Jones? 
That's right. That's right, man. And he changed it because of the guy in the, the monkeys. You know what? I didn't know that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't yeah. Know it's, that. it's crazy. I was listening to uh, Dave, Dave, uh, Dave Bowie's first album, and I realized, I mean, it's so good. It's just like he was so overshadowed by the Beatles during that period of time. It was like 1968. His really early stuff is very, very strange. It, yeah, it, it's it's bizarre, but it's very him, but it's like a 60s him, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just love the uh, development of his whole artist career, man. And, I mean, it's kind of like yours, man. I mean, from rock star to street artist, man. Well, I he's mean, also, well, what I, one of the things I love about David Bowie, and it's funny you bring that up, because actually Teacher was there last year when we put on a show and we, we played all of Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, I was there too, man. Oh, you were there too, okay. Yeah, man. And it was all, it was all, uh, is all the benefit mental illness and well not to benefit it but to provide funding for those who suffer from mental illness and um and we chose david Bowie because he just constantly reinvented himself and constantly kept pushing himself and and it's funny you say that because that's that's one of the things i loved about him the most is that you never knew you never know what he was gonna do next and you know he he kept pushing the envelope even doing stuff that he knew wasn't going to be massively successful, like Tin Machine and some of the some of the, the drum and bass records that he made were just like because he wanted to. He's know, still coming out with new music, actually. I, I think he just released some new music this year. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, they're, they're, you know, he, so. he might be the first. He might be the first to to actually compose an album after death and and, and release it. Yeah. Hey, well, listen, uh, Dave. Happy four twenty. Um, oh, that's right, 420. Yeah, I was just telling uh, James earlier. Um, I uh, I have a bit. I decided to make an announcement today. Um, I'm uh, I'm going to stop smoking weed. Um, Good for you. How come? Well, you know, I'm 51 now. Um, you know, I just got a lot of things going on, and um, and I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> April Fools. I actually recently have stopped quit uh, smoking weed. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I stopped. I stopped smoking it. Um, primarily, well, one of the main reasons is because I, in this day and age, I don't want. Anytime I cough, I'm convinced I'm dying. You know what I mean? And I do not need. I do not need to fuck around with my lungs. And I also do not need the paranoia that can sometimes come along with it, where I will convince myself. I have the, I have, you know, I've got COVID. the Rhone. I've got the, I'm coming down with the Rhone. You know what I mean? I don't need that shit. <laughs> That's true, man. Lately, it's every single time you sm I smoke and I get a little bit paranoid, I'm like, oh shit, is it yeah. a dry cough or is it a wet cough? Ah, oh, there's phlegm in there. That's good. <laughs> so you know, I noticed that the last couple of times I was at your place, um, I didn't, I didn't see you smoking anything. No, and, I mean, uh, people are welcome to, I just feel like for me, it's just not, it's not good timing. You know what I mean? And it just, what have you guys been doing? I mean, Teach, I know you, you've been getting up and, and doing a lot of stuff, but like, how has this whole environment been for you guys? Well, we were, uh, we're gonna be asking you that same thing, but since yeah. you asked first, um, for me, it was, it, it sucked at first because I was in the middle of an artist residency at MRG Fine Art. I was going in five days a week from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. getting some of the, and painting, actually painting on canvases, something I haven't done in a while. So and funny it was to say that, yeah. Good, good to flex those muscles again. Yeah. And people were coming by and, and visiting, and it was amazing. And then I basically had to 
call it off. I had to shut it down. Yeah. I was going to be having a show after that. I'm putting my book together. The book was going to be right after that. Um, <laughs> so for me at first, it sucked. But, um, you know, and homeschooling the twins on top of that. Yeah, I can't imagine. But um, at this point, we've adapted. And, um, you know, I've actually done some of my best pieces of street art, or pieces that have been covered the most. I mean, and, that... that um, I, congratulations on all that coverage man i didn't i mean i that was did you see that coming or did you i mean I, I figured it would get a little bit you know maybe some local pop because they the the royal couple lives here now yeah um but <laughs> i didn't see it getting on people.com and no i know it was great cover and stuff it's just you know it's one of those <clears> things where you know it took me a, a couple hours to to cut the stencil it took me about 10 minutes to put it up and that was it yeah. You know, and here it is two and a half, three weeks later, you know, and still getting accolades from us. It's just kind of weird. You know, it's like something that I did only took this long. And, you know, and when I look at how much time I've spent on all the other stuff I've done. Right. You now, but this I is guess like the next, one thing. This is the like next question golf. is when are the prints available? <laughs> I'm not going to do any prints. Not going to do any prints. I'm not going to do prints of the prints. <laughs> very good very good i'm gonna shut up now um anyway so uh dude what has it been like for you man in in some ways it's it's been very it's very it's been well obviously apart from just the devastation that's been going on in the world and having to kind of wrestle with that you know it's artistically it's forced me into trying to you know, I have to, like you brought up canvases and stuff. I've been having to force myself to work on canvases, which is something I really don't like to do. And I never really did. And um, so it's kind of, it's kind of pushed me creatively in that sense. Um, as you know, the streets are pretty wide open and dead. And uh, so I've still been able to do some work on the streets, you know, safely with gloves and masks and the whole deal. Um, but it's tough, man, because it has, believe it or not, I mean, I, I used to have a multitude of, of work to do. I used to have, a, I used to have a lot of jobs, you know? And, I know, dude, getting you to uh, and now, go out with you on a night with, or come by and hang out. It was like, okay, maybe a uh, week after next, I'm home for like three days. Yeah. You know? Now... I mean, it was, it was a joke, but like you asked me if I was available to do this podcast and I was like, I'm free, you know, <laughs> it's like, I got nothing. And, but I mean, I'm, I'm with everybody else. I have no, I have no source of income. I've got no future work lined up. <clears throat> Everything I do involves massive groups of people getting together. You know what I mean? And that's, that's dead until uh, the fall of 2021, they're saying. Yeah. yeah, man, that's kind of scary, man, especially for musicians and events and things like that, man. Like, I mean, I heard 2022 is like when they're comfortable bringing like concerts back. I mean, that's, well, that's like news big... to me. I, the last I heard was 2021, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised. And so now everybody's scrambling to try and figure out this virtual way to do it. And I'm just no one's going to spend 50 bucks to see something on YouTube. Sorry, I got, but the, the cat, I just found the cat in the garage. Something's been making noises. I've been like, so I, excuse me, I got to put the cat out. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think? You know what, Dave? It's kind of interesting because I think there's some mediums that kind of will work in terms of uh, doing it virtually. 
and then some mediums like stand-up comedy let's just say you can't yeah. do stand-up comedy oh. to, uh, uh empty screen <laughs> you, you know what i mean like you need that audience you need the people that. in the room for sure yeah. but i mean think about think about like i mean i know bands are doing virtual things and that's cool and yeah you know they're giving it back because their fans really want to see them and all that but it is not the same as being in a room and feeling the energy and feeling the human connection and and you know i i mean i I wouldn't want to do it, you know, personally. And, and I, don't, I don't know who's going to buy a ticket for that, really, yeah. because there's so much content online of all your favorite bands already playing great shows. Why are you going to spend $50 to go watch them do it to an empty room? You know, maybe there's going to be another, another platform and another way that's going to happen. It would never sound as good. It's just, uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen. So I think that... I used to be a, you know, a musician and I used to work in TV and I used to be, you know, I used to do street art as, as something that I just love to do. And, and I'm like, as a, as a result of this, that's what I do full time. I mean, I feel grateful that I have another passion that, you know, that I have, I, I get to do while this is all going on because you know how it is. I, I spend most of my time in the garage anyway by myself so it's not like you know it's not like i had scores of people that i hung out with all the time but watching it go down and watching my friends suffer and and we've lost some people too i mean i've lost some people to this thing yeah yeah and uh there's there's really no there's really no end in sight that we can speak of and the latest that i heard is that they're considering just opening everything up and just saying hey you know this is the body count's going to be what it's going to be and the, and the world has to move on and everybody should just be careful. Yeah. And that's like a decision they're actually contemplating. Yeah. I remember yeah. That. That's, that's uh, what do you think about that, James? I mean, it's kind of crazy because I remember that Texas governor at that initially he came out and he said like, Hey man, the economy is worse than this. As an old person, I, I'm willing to die for the economy. Oh, yeah. It was like a weird comment. Oh, yeah, man. that was like, really controversial. <laughs> you know what I mean? And But the thing is, like, now that there's so many people out of work and they don't have anything to do, and, like, let's just say for people like California, I mean, the body count is not as bad as New York. I mean, people are getting antsy. People, you know, uh, restaurants can't afford to have one month two months without cash flow you know well, you know what like, i tell you why everyone is getting antsy is because of all the misinformation and mm-hmm. flip-flopping information that they've been getting and yeah. timelines if they could just say hey you know what we're gonna have tests to where everybody can get tested by this day okay after this day once everyone is able to get tested in the area then this phase will kick in okay um but we, we haven't got any answers on testing, you know? No, no. And I, and I, I actually, I actually believe, I mean, knock on wood, I hope, I hope this is true, but I, I was very, very sick a couple of months ago and I, and I kind of think maybe I had it. Um, I was, I was in bed with a fever for about a week and I, and I know a lot of people have had it and, and didn't know they had it and, and recovered. And hopefully that's the case, but, um, the, well, dude, the- James and I were in, um, Shanghai in November yeah. of last year. <laughs> now it was, it was around during then, 
And we very well could have gotten it also and just gone right through it and not known. I could have, I probably could have brought it home, gave it to my wife and children, everyone in the house and not known it back then. Um, And because we don't have a a way of being able to test, there's no way of knowing. Now, um, to have a vaccine, um, you know, that's going to be working for everybody. There's so many different types of, of, uh, you know, genes and everything in different, in different people, they're going to react differently to different vaccines. You're not going to have one vaccine that's going to work for everybody. No, no. The first vaccine they're going to come up with is going to work for most people. And so that brings you back to, okay, well, if we're not going to be able to have, um, you know, something be complete for everybody with this, there's always going to be a chance of someone dying then that's when you got to start questioning, okay, well, is it worth tanking the entire economy? You know, it, it, this is just another um, really, really bad flu that's very contagious. If this is what's going to be the future, then, you know, we need to start preparing for that and getting apparatuses and making it part of fucking fashion or whatever, if that's what you need to be in fashion to, to wear it. Yeah. Um, and make that a part of it. And then, there's going to always be people that don't want to do that. Well, there's also the government is, is help. I mean, I guess there's this renters thing that's happening where, where, you know, landlords are going to, are going to waive your, your rent for X amount of months if you can't cover it, but you still are going to owe it within a year. So say your, your rent is a grand and you can't, and you can't pay it for 10 months. They're going to be like, that's cool. But by the end of that year, you're going to owe the 10 grand and people yeah. who live paycheck to paycheck are never going to get 10, you know, they're never going to get 10 grand together and they're going to be evicted. And so what's going to eventually happen is since there's no jobs out there because all these businesses are shut down and there's no way for anybody to make that money back, people are going to be evicted and, and shops are going to be closing down and then you're going to, you're going to have violence in the street and you're going to have looting and you're going to have break-ins and it's going to, you know, potentially be even more disastrous and more dangerous out there. So I think that they're trying to figure out that's why they, there's this option of just opening it all up and say, be careful, everybody know that this is out there. Keep your distance, wear your mask and, let's see what happens. I mean, that's, that seems like one of the viable options that they're putting together. I, I frankly don't know how I feel about it. Why do you, what do you think, James? I think, you know, you know, it's kind of crazy because the people who aren't affected by it, they don't understand like how serious this disease is actually. Right. You, you know, because there's a lot of people protesting in hunting the beach. There's a lot of people protesting in Michigan, you know, because these people are antsy and they don't understand, you know, they, they personally probably have, I can guarantee you all those people protesting, they personally haven't been affected by it. That's why they're, they're doing that. If you look at China right now, um, they've opened up their economy and it's interesting because I have some friends who are pretty well off and I have some friends who don't have as much money in China. Mm -hmm. People who are pretty well off, I mean, they have this mentality like, oh, it's going to be okay. Like, you you know, we're going to open up back the economy the government did a good job, which I, I think is fucking hilarious, actually. But those actually. are, but those are, you know, there's, we have people like that here, but those are people that, you know, can live for the next five years on their savings. Yeah. So, so my other friends who don't have as much money, they're very, very, very concerned, mm-hmm. you know, and they're very, um, 
envious of us that we actually, our government is sending us $600, $1,200 or putting things in place to make things happen right now. As far as I know, the government hasn't really addressed this issue in China besides, um, okay, we let, we let the economy open. I feel like they basically said, hey, we, we kind of weathered the worst of it. Um, we know how to handle this now, and uh, we're just going to let it ride, man. Like, but yeah. also that culture is, is already very familiar. I mean, they, they wear masks when they're sick with whatever and have yeah. been for many, many, many years. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that... that this that it's not necessarily a new you know a new habit that they have to form in terms of being careful with with touching things and being close to each other although if you look in the subways they have no choice yeah 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 but, but a, i mean it's yeah. crazy how many people there are there but uh you know it's it's getting to that place where it's almost like we have you know there are countries that have you know they have the apps and they have, there's fines if you go outside, and there's all kinds of rules in place that do seem to be flattening the curve there, that in this country would infringe on, on privacy laws and, and civil liberties, and, and, and I don't know how that's all going to go down here. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end, we were talking about this on the previous episode, I think. Oh, I don't mean to make your art show about COVID, but I mean, no, that's no, what we're doing. That is what's going on right now. Yeah, it is what we're doing. As artists, we have yeah. to, you know, uh, fig, you know, figure out what's going on in our own minds and give our interpretations in our yeah, artwork. That's yeah, what we're yeah. supposed to do. I have mixed emotions about this um, because we've got so many different types of people. You know, you you always get in these different types of people, so you're going to have different ways of seeing this whole thing. Yeah. You know, it's like James was saying, I guarantee all these people that are out there protesting, whatever, they probably haven't been personally affected or they're in good health or whatever. Um, but then there's going to be people, uh, you know, like me who have children and, you know, or have a family or have someone old that's living with them that they'd like to see living a little bit longer For sure. who are going to be exactly one way. You know, and then you got these other people who are exactly the other way, you know, then there's all these people in between. Now, how do you satisfy everybody? It's fucking impossible. No, it is impossible. And, and then, you know, there's the other side of it, which does affect the art community and certainly the street art community. It's, it's, it's the people, that's the backlash of people who have a problem with the fact that we still go out and do what we do at a time like this. And that, you know, we're putting people at risk. I mean, no, we, what we do, see, we should, you know, I can understand if it's a, if it's like a, a group piece, you have like two or three guys collaborating in one piece and you're not, you know, you're all together like this or whatever, but yeah, yeah. you know, when you, you came, you were with me the night he put up the toilet paper guy. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Of course. He, I met you at your house. We, we stayed six feet apart. Um, we drove there in separate vehicles and, you know, you were working on your pieces. I was working on my pieces. We, we never got in where we were breathing on each other or anything like that. Yeah. Completely safe. Followed all the rules. No one else was around. Nobody was around. That's exactly my point. That's exactly my point. And it's so funny when you see all the pieces that go up around that say, stay home. Yet the person who put it there isn't home. <laughs> that, that was, I, I put up that one of Dr. Fossey who says, stay the fuck home. Well, say the F and then I put Fossey's portrait right in there. Uh, um, that actually, that, that piece got reposted by quite a few people. Oh yeah. Um, 
And then, of course, I had people commenting on that. Yeah, and this is coming from the person who put it up. You know, <laughs> you know, went out there to put it up. And I'm like, well, hey, you know what I mean? Like, I, when have street artists myself, followed the rules, guys? Okay, fuck those guys. Well, when have they ever? <laughs> but I, I, did see, I did see a piece that said, uh, stay home or do street art, which was, <laughs> which, was, which was nice to see. Yeah, you know, especially if your street art is just you, you yeah. know, and that's it. And you're doing it at night when no one else is around. And and we're gloved and masked anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was gloved and masked before all this. Yeah, you know, the other you know night, pretty- I, was, I was putting a piece up um, the other night and um, I was actually in Burbank, which stay away from Burbank. A lot of cops around there. Cops mm-hmm. stopped and everything. And he's he like, hey, what's he's, going on? Uh, cops and, stopped uh, you, you know, because I had, I, my, thought... I had my respirator on. I had my uh-huh. respirator on. Yeah. I had a hat on and everything. And I walked over to his car. I was trying to talk to him. So I, you know, I had to take the, the mask off and talk to him. And luckily he was a really nice guy, you know? And, but, you know, there I was with my mask on, with my glove and everything, doing some artwork. And luckily he was nice enough to see that. You know, mm-hmm. and all he said was, you know, just, uh, you know, you might want to check with uh, the, the Burbank area, um, you know, officials, because this permit you have is for downtown. And, you know, they, you know, it might not, rules might be different here or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, okay, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Did you finish but, the, were you able to finish the piece? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, like, because yeah. um, I looked at it and I kind of looked back at him like, you know, okay, well, what do you, he's like, Go ahead and finish, Ben. I'm like, well, does that mean this is going to get, like, painted over or whatever? He goes, no, I don't know. No, 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 no. I just wanted you to know that, you know, this is different, you know, different area, and they may have different rules and stuff like that. And I was like, man, why can't more cops be like this guy? I know. Well, in the one sense, more cops should be like that in in terms of just being like, well, especially now, I think they're really not sweating some of the low-level stuff. But on the other side of the coin, he did actually read, like – you would hope you would pull out the permit. He'd be like, okay, that's cool. But he actually sat there and read it and looked up the, <laughs> the county lines and made sure that it was specific to that area. Well, on this permit that I have, I have one permit for a box on Hollywood La Brea that I gave to Wordsmith because he lives nearby there. Yeah. Um, and one on 5th and Main in downtown. So that's the permit that I carry with me. Yeah. And most of the time they don't, you know, but yeah, yeah. this dude was like, you know, because he had nothing better to do. It was, you know, about 10 o'clock at night. And, um, but you know what? Uh, it was enough information. It was enough of a document, you know, and of course, yeah, maybe yeah. a 51 year old white man that was able to speak eloquently. And, <laughs> and like I said, I had a respirator. It wasn't yeah. like I had a little dust mask or something like that. Yeah. Or, or N95. I had the full respirator on. Yeah. And, you know, he's not going to take me in. Not, they won't take you in these days. No, I know. Nowadays, they're not allowed to incarcerate you. I know. They'll give you a ticket. You've got to show up for court and everything and pay and whatever. But at least nowadays, they're not going to take you in, especially now because of the COVID-19. Are- they're not, not going to put you in their car. All you do is go. <laughs> they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Are they even having court right now anymore? I feel, I feel like, uh, you know, I mean. No, I got called in for jury duty. I got called I in for kidding. I was supposed to go in for jury duty uh, last week, week before last. And I called in, like you're supposed to, the night before or whatever. And they had a recording saying that 
this week has been canceled. No need to call back in. And I was like, yay! But, yeah. of course, that means that uh, it'll just happen again sometime soon. But, uh, yeah, no courts. No court you know, going on. You know on. what, though? Honestly, on the, on the large scale, though, if you look at how – america has like kind of like really most of us have stayed at home it's pretty impressive how much people have complied though you, you know i mean there are people protesting yeah but if you look at la it's fucking dead right now man but like, are they, are they pro, they're protesting the lockdown order yeah yeah yeah, yeah. in huntington beach there is uh, about like a, a couple hundred people protesting lockdown order um i mean these probably are i'm guessing these people are the people who uh, lost their jobs and personally probably aren't affected by uh, the COVID. I mean, it kind of, you know, you can set them in that bucket, I think, right? Do you, you secretly want to know how many people got sick from attending the protest? <laughs> I mean, I, I think, I, got, on, I, I just want to know the numbers because like, you know, it's gotta be one. There's gotta be that story. There's exactly. gotta be a story. Did you see that influencer guy? I don't, I don't follow that kind of stuff, but there was some influencer guy. Let me look like, it up. I guess there's a YouTube guy who did this thing where he he did the toilet licking challenge. Where oh yeah 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 we were watching that on uh, Xvala's <laughs> podcast. Yeah yeah yeah. We were wondering what the hell was going. Does that have to do with COVID? Well, he was licking the toilet to prove that he wouldn't get it, and he got it. Oh my god! You and know what? <laughs> thinning the herd right there. You, you, you know, what I mean, thinning the herd like seriously. <laughs> but I mean, that was you know that was no. I, that's an example. Have you heard of Schoden, Have you heard of this word Schadenfreude? Basically, yeah, it mean it's a German word where it means like you actually, and it's so German actually. You get a good feeling out of bad things happening to others, basically. So, so basically, in this case, it would be a uh, it would be the perfect you know word to yeah, describe yeah, yeah. this. <laughs> makes, My it, wife makes, would know that for sure. It yeah. makes us happy that something bad happened to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, like I said, thinning the herd, man. At the end of the day, it's like, hey, man, you, you know, if you're going to look at toilet seat, man, you're going to get it like, uh, you know, you're asking for it. Man. Well, that reminds me of an old quote my dad used to say in the advertising field. When it came to competitors in the advertising field, he would say, it's not enough that I should succeed. Others must fail. Damn, your dad was a shark. He's like a shark, man. That's awesome. He's like, success isn't enough. I need to watch other people fail. (laughs) (laughs) That's like some madman Don Draper shit right there. Well, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was from that that era, you know. That's like some Wall Street greed, uh, you know, Michael Douglas. As Michael Douglas did, for sure. What are you looking at, James? You look like I'm you looking, got something I'm looking ready. At, uh, I'm looking at your artwork, man, because I, I mean, I'm trying to find the perfect segue right now to uh, to talk about some pieces because we you've done so much, bro. Because since since we've last been on the show, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, I mean did you see? There's a piece in there. There's a piece in there. Did you see the big wheat paste of wood? You know, the big. <laughs> it's a massive. <laughs> if you look in that, if you I'm look at bring that it up photo. On the computer. I'm going to bring it up. Okay, but if you know, there, but there's one photo where there's a cop rousting a buggy of ours. In fact, I was with Cy, teacher. Yeah. And me and Cy were, were, were painting in an alleyway somewhere. And cops rolled. And then another dude came, and he was painting. And the cops rolled up. And they were hassling the guy. But they didn't want to get near him because of the whole, you know, the whole virus thing. And they were like, hey, you, you know, yeah. 
get away from there. But if he pulls up the picture, you'll see the best part. The, the best thing is that we got wood in the background. Are you, Are you not, seeing the picture, James? Yeah, I'm going to pull it up right now. Once. Okay, it's a little bit further down. Okay, we're, you're not talking about... Uh, not the one not with me in it. No, not that one. Well, that one I really love. It's keep going down. Keep well, going I mean, down. I, 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 I'd love to fill you, have you fill in the audience on like the, who the fuck that is because it's just like an internet. Well, I'm pretty sure they all know. It's, it's, up, it's up more. It's up more. I think you it's up more. It. Okay. Basically, yeah. for the audio people, man, what we're looking at is like for some reason, there's this huge black dude with an enormous dick, man, that that just going. started uh, going viral on the internet, man. That one up in the right, oh, right here. This one right oh, here. Yes. Yeah. Pull it up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is my favorite shot I've ever had. This is. <laughs> <laughs> the cop was just looking at that, probably like, dude. What the Yo, yeah, let's see. The, but the guy he's talking to was painting some, like, you know, a beautiful mural, like a big artistic, expressive thing. And. <laughs> He's going, yeah, but what about that? And, and you can see just the scale of that thing. And I got done with that like maybe 20 minutes before they rolled up. <laughs> it's, you know what? I saw the other one. I don't know if you did it or uh, uh, I guess a jujitsu vandal. We got to have this guy on the show, man. The Obey This Man. This That's mine. Yeah, th those are mine too. <laughs> First of all, I was just like, dude, I love this man because you know what? I, I think, resist. Uh, it, it, like a lot of. <laughs> dog I figured man. in the middle. I think I figured in the middle of this, like a laugh. People need a laugh just as much as they need to be provoked on a, on a thoughtful level. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know, like I said, I, I had no idea who this black dude was. Apparently, you know, he's just a dude with a big ass dick, man. This rest in peace. Apparently, he's passed away. You, you haven't been inundated with pictures of people sending them to you. No, and, and then I'm, I'm saying that once I saw, <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I saw yours first, and I was like, oh, Dave's being funny. You know what I mean? That very same day, there's just so many memes coming at me. Somebody sent me yeah. a a meme saying like, oh, we found the original bat that caused the covid virus and somebody pasted this guy's face and this guy's dick onto the bat basically <laughs> he's, he's he has become like the cultural icon of this era to be yeah. honest with you. He's, he's been the one he's become the source of i guess any kind of redeeming humor for people just in in, in the covid era because you know that's just been going back and forth with people i've seen pictures of him in the basket with the kid instead of et it's him in the basket like it just whatever you can imagine on the bicycle yeah on the bike taking flight with wood in the little in the blanket is that his name though wood because i've never actually yeah yeah, it is. yeah. hey you know what though the again you you've had some other pieces man um i think if you scroll down a little bit more uh you have the the xanax uh the the mold that that basically you guys uh that you made yeah that, yeah that's yeah so Teacher, creative man I, hold on for a second um, well, teacher actually uh taught me how to how to, how to do molds and casting thankfully, because that's been something that's been really valuable for me to do here. 
And this was made out of, um, these are actual Xanax bars. So cool. So what I did is I chopped them up. So cool. and I, you know, obviously based on Invader was here, but then I was thinking about it and like, this really is who we are. A lot of us anyway, are like digitally and digitally addicted, prescription addicted little creatures. And that's, you know, and so I kind of had that concept. Um, needless to say, this was, this was uh, actually very cool for me too, because I was quitting Xanax and this was the last of the prescription. So I only, I only had, a, yeah, I only had enough to make one mold and that's, yeah, so that's why I've been making those. And that's awesome, man. I mean, you know what, when I saw, I first saw it, man, it's, I, I thought of, uh, that's so cool that you gave us the explanation because I thought it was like Xanax is invading your system kind of thing. You, you know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of different levels to it, man. Like, it, oh, it, yeah, it's art. I got to get me one of those next time I'm over. Yeah, man. That and is then, so cool. And then, you know, I love that you have so much interaction with your fans, man, because like, you know, you're, you're sending them out the locks, you're send, doing the candy, man, uh, yeah. you know, the, yeah, the yeah, raver yeah. candy, man. I think that's super yeah, yeah. cool, man. Like, I know well, I feel like well he's also doing a lot of uh collaborations with other artists which is uh is just really really awesome you know what I mean that is my favorite because I love you know I still I, I never stop learning I'll, I'll never stop wanting to learn I'll never want I'll never stop wanting to be teachable and and you know too. for me I mean for me uh you know, the little things like on, on the Etsy store that you brought up, James and stuff like, you know, if I do, if I do prints or if I do a painting, you know, I know that a lot of people it's, it's out of their price range. And especially now nobody can buy, you know, no one's, no one's buying fine art right now. No one's buying, you know, a $500, a thousand dollar, whatever it is. But um, they, you know, if they can buy something that was handmade by you, that isn't that expensive and they get to collect it, you know, I think that that's a really cool thing to be able to offer people. And, and frankly, I mean, to be even more frank, that's, that's how I'm feeding myself now, you know, like I really, you know, a couple hundred dollars is, is food for a month or two. Oh yeah, man. Especially you if you know how to uh, shop and, and uh, shop for the right things and, and, yeah, I've, I've learned to make uh, a couple hundred dollars spread out. We, we eat every single meal here now at the house. Whereas before, um, you know, I would say maybe half the meals. And, you know, when you're, when you're grocery shopping and you're having to buy all this extra food that you would normally eat out, um, you know, it, you start realizing how much more you're paying for tips, gasoline, parking and everything. Mm -hmm. Um how much you can actually buy with that money. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Postmates is over. I mean, it's not over, but I, I don't do Postmates. I don't do Uber. I don't do any of, the, any of those things that I used to do. And that was just, I was bleeding money. I mean, I had, I had a good job at one point, you know? And it's, you know, I know that the, the perception, a, a big perception is, is that, you know, being in the business that I've been in that like, you know, we're loaded and we got nothing to worry about, but you know, I'm also the kind of guy who believes that, you know, if I, if, 
or I used to believe if I have it, I'd spend it. And I, and I spent a lot of money on drugs and I spent a lot of money destroying a lot of, a lot of, rebuilding a lot of my life in the old days, which was very costly. So, you know, money is tight and any little bit that I can, I can make to, to help sustain myself and my girlfriend and, and my home is, is, is what we're doing, but I have to, I have to consider moving. I have to consider selling stuff, but you know, I have to do all that stuff. So, you know, I'm, 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 I do consider myself very lucky, but I'm also in the same boat as a lot of people in terms of like, I can't stay here for a year and not, and not have an income. There's no fucking way. You know, nope. so just, we got just, uh, the family business. We uh, we're you know flipping houses. Uh, that's yeah. How, how is that? How it has um, the house business going? Nah. Um, luckily, really? we sold the house when we sold it. The last house that we were in, we still have one more house. But after that, we're done. We're done with the house flipping business. It's uh, there's too many people out there doing the same thing. And now with this on, it just pretty much took us out. Yeah, and are people even buying real estate? Yeah, yeah, they're buying. We're still buying, but um, you know, it's it's a lot harder to do it. It's a lot harder to get it to happen. And um, building right now, getting workers to show up and getting materials to show up on time. Um, we were already having having problems with that before the COVID nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to try to go out there and accomplish something like that now, no way. No, yeah. you know, you got to wait till things kind of calm down a little bit. And so that you can get building permits and, you know, plan checks and all this other stuff that comes along. It takes months and months to happen. You know, yeah. now is going to take a, a lot longer. So, um, yeah, I know it's, it's I coming know. down to it. Another another thing I noticed is that you know the stimulus check, which is like twelve hundred bucks, something like that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, my girlfriend, for instance, her rent is I don't know eleven hundred dollars, something like that, right? Whereas her best friend in Michigan, her rent is four hundred fifty dollars. So that check goes a long way in Michigan. Yeah. You know, it helps her out a lot, but it doesn't cover anybody here. Barely, you know, and uh the fact that it's a blanketed amount and has nothing is I think that that might need to be addressed too because people are going to be out of their homes, man. And yeah, then there's going to be and then there's going to be a lot of exodus and travel that's going to spread more because people can't afford to be where they are. So they're all going to airports. And I mean, it's, something's gotta, I mean. I, I got a good oh, friend still, that moved uh, out of state. I mean, just because of this whole cry, he's like, I'm moving back to the East Coast for now, at least just till shit, um, you, you know. Who so, says that? One of, my, one of my good buddies actually, you know? So it's like the loss isn't just death, the economy. It's like everybody's lifestyle is kind of changing like crazy too, you, you, you know, and uh, I'm just, I think it's at this time, it's just like kind of brace yourself, you know? What were you saying? Yeah. Dave, are you still thinking about uh, moving to Portland? Yeah, I mean, that was the big plan. And I, and I feel that's been uprooted too. I don't even want to get on a plane and go look and go through all that. And now, you know, given, given where we're at, it's, I, I don't trust, what am I going to do? Put my house up on the market and hope 
people come in and you know what I mean? Like that's just, it doesn't seem like a reality right now. You know, yeah. I can't, I, I can't, I wish I was able to have done that beforehand because where I wanted to go is way off in the, in the wilderness where, you know, very little activity takes place. And that was, that was the dream, you know, is to have a big studio and, 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 you know, the, the, the forest outside and that's, that's still within the realm of possibility, let's hope. But, you know, I definitely have to table that for forever, you know, well, until the time presents itself and, and, and the time uh, yeah. will present itself uh, eventually um, because once, once we get all this uh, under control and figured out to what the new reality is going to be, um, the economy is going to come back. There's, there, there will be, um, you know, future prosperity. You know, you're going to have other shows that are going to come up. You're going to have other things that are going to come along. Um, yeah, but I the know one, it's hard to imagine right now. The one um, show that I did. I, dude, I've been going through the same thing, dude. I've been going through like, fuck, man. You know, what? when is going to be the next viable time that I can have a show or release my book or whatever the fuck, you know? But, dude, yeah. it's going to come. It's going to come. At least um, a book a book is something that someone can buy and experience on their own. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So that's a good thing. But, I mean, as far as, you know, the show that I was doing dealt with cross-contamination and open wounds and bleeding. <laughs> Ink Master. Just for those of you who don't know, um, one yeah. of the shows that David Ink was uh, yeah. hosting. That ain't coming back anytime soon. Which is a tattoo show. <laughs> you know what I mean? And tattoo shops are fucking dead. Oh, God. Um, I mean, tattoo I mean, that's artists. understandable, right? Um, well, tattoo artists are hurt. Yeah. But right now, it's understandable, but at the same time, holy shit, man, when is that going to get back into order? Okay. I mean, that's the thing. It's like we, as street artists, we get to still, you know, we're not in danger of infecting the building or the box or the wall, you know what I mean? Or it back to us. But these, you know, these are human beings and open wounds and like that's their livelihood and that's what they put. Oh, I guess actually, technically, if one of us does have the the, the Rona, um, you know, if we're doing some artwork on a box and we cough, you know, onto, onto the, the box. box. Yeah. But if you come up to that box and... <laughs> Wait, don't do that? <laughs> <laughs> don't lick the box. Okay? Well, well, I mean, I've been doing this whole thing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know i think i think uh I, i'm i'm kind of fortunate man like i stay home a lot just write music and then basically my main job was to travel and visit places so pretty much I, i'm just talking to them over email and you know nowadays that's kind of a little bit different um uh but you know I, i'm doing okay right now but i think like mm. this is the time for i think to uh, people you know, some people are still sitting at home waiting for that $1,200 check, man. Like, like that, that's the yeah. only thing they're doing right now. They haven't made any other plans because they're, they're, they're just waiting. You, you know, and if, if people are in that position, man, it's like, you got to stop, man. You got you to gotta get off your ass and do something because during this time of chaos, it's a time of opportunity, man. I mean, like. Um, yeah, it has to be. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you're, you're, you're putting absolutely... together some nice music. Like, you put together how many songs now? Yeah, I've already wrote like a song a month, but you know, which is awesome. I think it's great. You know, I, I, but 
for me, I think one of the things is like, even with um, the paint stuff, man, I mean, we're kind of putting together, uh, using this time to put together an opportunity, like a spray paint company. We've been putting that together for a long time. And, uh, you know, if people want to go out and paint at the end of the day, like uh, we want to, uh, you know, there's all, what I'm trying to say is there's always opportunities amidst chaos, you, you know? And um, I think that uh, during this period of time, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're launching the spray paint company, which we're going to send you some too, Dave. I would love you know it. I mean, what's the company and, called? You know what? We just came up with the, uh, with the, with the, with the, with the name actually. It's called. Oh, the show them the sketch, dude. Show them the sketch. Yeah, I got to see this. Come on. Uh, James did this. I did a bunch of other little renderings. Check this, oh, Look at this. check this out. Check this out. Okay. So. This is James. So, so basically, this is, this is called, it's Go, right? Go Paint, right? Okay. When you turn it around, it says OG, right? Basically. Oh, that's nice. You, you know what I mean? So that's the logo, basically. And, uh, you know, we're going to do like custom, you know, we could probably, probably get, um, I, we're going to do custom like wraparounds basically for Are you guys going to finally perfect white? Hey, you know, you know what it is, Dave is I didn't even know that there was a problem with white actually. There, there's a problem. Well, you know white. what? White if you would like could be your color. We'll give you your own can. You design the can except for the, you know, the go logo will be on the one side. You'll have the rest of the can to design. Or maybe we'll let you design the whole thing and put the Go logo in there. Teach Eric to design the wraparound, too. I just mean a white that doesn't just spatter and is inconsistent. You, and you know, the cool thing is, man, I'm a chemist, and I work with a bunch of chemists. So we're, the main thing a lot of times is, like, people aren't really focused on uh, what kind of paint. You know, you know I mean, they're focused on the outside. They're focused on, you know, how much margin they can make, man. The cool thing is that it's all these artists that we're working with, man, and then – they all, it, it's like, hey, if we have Teacher Black and we have uh, uh, Dave Navarro White or Risky, Risky Red. Life you, after death. You know, life after yeah, death. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just don't, 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 just don't Dave Navarro White. Like, that's going to that's gonna label. That's, that's, no, 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 no. I'm not no. even thinking about that. I but you, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, we, we've been I'm talk just talking about a white that works well, that's, that doesn't spatter. And, well, the, uh, the company that, that uh, James works with creates the acrylic that goes in all the spray paints. Okay. Raw material, yeah. So actually, oh, cool. I'm going to give a real quick chemistry lesson right here, actually. Okay, cool, cool. So the white is actually a white pigment called TiO2. There's like different qualities of this TiO2 pigment. Some, you know, you get from India, some you get from Saudi Arabia, and some you get from China. So depending on the grade of how good this like white pigment is, and also the, the grade of the resin, if it sticks, the good thing is we have all the chemists to formulate that. And I don't really care about like how much money we're making on that. I'd rather just build up the brand so it kind of builds up the podcast. <laughs> you, you sure. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, that so, sounds great. So, yeah, so at the end of the day, I'm, I'm saying like, you know, we just want to, uh, you know, send you some paint, man. So it's. I would love it. Do you guys yeah. have actual hard cans that are working now? Well, we, we're basically working on the paint. We, the can's the easy part because you yeah, got yeah. the, the, the filler is one person that fills it into the can. And then it's a separate person that uh, designs the paint. So we've actually been working on this project for like over a year. Here's a million dollar idea for you. You get, you know, those, those, those styrofoam things that people put beers in, you know, yeah. they're like, they're like, get the one that heat, get one that heats up a little bit. Mm. So it's already warm 
and your can sits in it. So when you're out in the street late at night, your cans aren't freezing fucking cold. I'm telling you. Hey, there you go, man. Million dollar <laughs> idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's hey, little... gonna make, a, make a note of that, okay? No, no, it, it's up here, man. It's up. <laughs> no, the, the main thing is, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, people are always talking to me, oh yeah, you can get the can for this much. You can, you know, you can sell it for this. I'm like, look guys, like, for, I'm very fortunate. We can, we have a lot of different ways to make our money right now. I want to provide an opportunity for artists to make the money too. I want to give artists like a code. You, you know, if you're a street artist and you have a code and somebody uses your code to buy, man, it's yeah. like, Hey, I'll kick you down a margin, man. Like, you, you know what I mean? We gotta be, what I was trying to say is we gotta be creative during this period of time. Yeah. when uh, a lot of people yeah. are losing their jobs man you, you know i know we're very very fortunate to be able to to at least have an afternoon like I, the one thing that is is you know apart from the chaos and the sadness and the and the and just the, the overall like global depression that's happening you know as artists we tend to enjoy days off to ourselves and we tend to enjoy having a lot of time and a lot of space and a lot of nothing to do because that's when we do a lot of our work, you know? Um, but I just have to adamantly oppose uh, the Dave Navarro white pride can is not, <laughs> I don't know. I totally, <laughs> my bad, man. My bad, my bad. That's, that's so you can't, bad. You can't. There's you know two what? reasons why white is not good, okay? The white supremacist thing and the cocaine thing, okay? It's like, just done. We don't need to put that on him. You know I love like how me? nobody said white pride except me. You should call it white pride. No, because people don't know, man. You know, I know you got a, I know you got an assortment of fans, man. You know, the grunge scene could be could be pretty grungy you, you, mm. you, know, <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah you know, but we're also one of the most accepting scenes ever so yeah 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 you know. yeah of course of course uh, you, you know I, I, um what is it called I'm, I'm i'm kidding dave i mean no but i'm looking forward to that because uh I, i'm proud of you for doing that and uh, we need a new we need a good can we need a new, new paint you know I, i'm just wondering it's like how much does everybody really love Montana 94? How much does, I mean, people love it, right? But could it be better? The thing yes. is, like, have, has anybody ever talked to the Montana guy? Because we all just like post their shit. Oh yeah, this is cool. It looks cool on a picture, but I'm just like, man, but I actually sell the resin that goes into the Montana can already, man. Like, yeah. you, you, know, you know what I mean? So I'm yeah. just like, this guy doesn't even know that he's using our products right now. So maybe we can formulate an even better product, you know? I, I love the 94s. I really love the golds. Mm -hmm. And then who does Montana black? Is that the, is that the German company? Uh, Montana gold. See, this is the craziest thing. Actually, it's funny. We're talking about it. Montana gold is the German company, right? Okay. So who does Montana black and it's, but they're uh, different colors, but it's, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's, a, that's the company in Barcelona, basically. Yeah, those you know? are those dope. are the original guys. Yeah, I love so, so, those. So we sell the both of those guys, right? Okay. But the funny thing is, like, they actually have a lawsuit going, uh, you know, current lawsuit going on all the time, uh, because the rights. I mean, basically, you know, there's two Montanas. Most people don't know that at, at all, right? Oh, so there's no. I thought there was three. I yeah, there's there Montana. Was... No, no. One of the the one in Spain does uh, black and the '94. The one in, and the '94. Okay. Yeah, the Spain. one from Germany just does the gold, basically. I gotcha. You, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. 
I just think, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, hey, man, it's what color your can is on the outside and it's marketing. You, you know what I mean? Like, there's a bunch of spray, spray paint companies. There's what? Well, teachers so old school with the Rust-Oleum. <laughs> which, well, dude, if I'm spraying a stencil, you don't need a, a fancy cap and to have the line looking a, a certain way. You're just spraying fill. That's true. And That's the Rust-Oleum is just half the price. So... <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I, it's such a whole different kind of action to that cap. I yes, found. it is. Oh, shout yeah. out to Trusty, you man. Actually have to I'm have, getting some um, comments right now. Uh, oh, is Ari on there? Yeah, Ari's on there. He's saying har hardcore at 94 is Spanish. Yep, that's what he's saying. Okay. And black and gold. Oh, yeah, then there's hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Hardcore is, so you're saying, you're saying 94 hardcore and gold is no, no black. And black, hardcore, 94, and black are Spanish. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it, like, it's, I, I think at the end of the day, um, we just- hardcore is a cool too. But yes. those are semi-gloss, right? <laughs> yes. Iron lac. That's right. I like the flat. The flat to me is easier to work with because anytime you have a gloss or semi-gloss, you have to have an exact even coat yeah. over the entire area that you're spraying Otherwise, it looks patchy. It looks patchy and it drips a lot quicker. Yes, yes, that's the that's the semi gloss. Yep. But it looks nice, man. When if you get that shit on there nicely. Oh yeah. It looks uh -huh. nice, but that's like something you paint a, a bike with. Are you, you know guys, what I mean? <laughs> are you guys concerned? I mean, because of the whole COVID thing, like just inhaling more like aerosol. I mean, I remember the last time we hung out, Dave, you were like. Yeah, this is <laughs> like one of the main things I inhale aerosol, basically, right? You know? No, I said that oxygen is like the fourth thing that I inhale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was I'm just saying like, you know. It's aerosol, nicotine, weed, vape, oxygen. <laughs> In that order. Now I've cut out the cigarettes and I've cut out the weed, so yeah. Cigarettes I, too? Yeah, I don't smoke cigarettes anymore either. That's why I'm glued oh, to this yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Which I, is, you know, most people you, don't man. understand That's awesome, to, man. to quit um, smoking cigarettes is yeah. like a lot harder than smoking weed. To, to quit smoking cigarettes and weed. Yeah. Dude, all my respect in the world, dude. That's Thanks, awesome. brother. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, did, I mean, I just, and I, I'm so glad because I was, you know, you've been around me when I'm smoking weed. I hack, like, I mean, that shit hits me hard and I hack like this. Like, it hurts to see stopped. you hacking like that. You yeah, know? and it, oh. yeah, it hurts others. Yeah, exactly. It's so bad. And so in the height of this being a lung issue, you know, and with me hacking like that, I just, I didn't, I, I'm, I'm grateful I gave it up when I did because I would either be susceptible or more susceptible or be convinced that I, that I, you know, I'd be in the ER every other day. You know what I mean? And it's just yeah, it's yeah. for me too, man. I'm definitely like, definitely I've seen like, you hack a time or two, James. <laughs> I definitely like, uh, uh, think, but you know what? The, I don't know how you feel about this, Dave, because you don't, you, as far as you know, you don't have any kids, right? I definitely know I don't have any kids. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, I, I for some reason I feel like as people that didn't have ki don't have kids right now, mm. we kind of hit the lotto. You know, in the sense that like a lot of people, they're not. This is a disease that you're really concerned about. That you're 
the people who are the sickest, you know, the, the older people, the unhealthy people. Like, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like, um, yeah, it would suck. A lot of people would be sad if I die, but like nobody's dependent on me. You, you, you know what I mean? Like I'm not a parent. Um, so it's just like, uh, you know, it makes me feel better in my, in my weed circle, you know, you know Wait, so circle. you're saying you feel you hit the lottery because no one would care if you died? No, I mean, people would care, definitely. Guys like you and me, we hit the lottery, you know, oh, we die, oh, nobody cares. No, I'm just I think saying, what he meant to say is that I think no, a lot of people no, no one depends on Dave you guys. guys. No, I'm with you. I'm like, with you. Yeah. I got I got the twins, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. and so, you know, for me, this is a little bit more nerve-wracking. Um and just oh, having God, them I'm... staying home from school, uh, you know, it's it's tough yes, for, that, the, for the for the wife and everything, and, and I for you know doing the homeschooling. Yeah. But I gotta tell you, they have not been this healthy for this long ever really coming home they usually come home with a cough uh, oh yeah because something like that every well, other school yeah schools are just petri dishes for oh, all God. kinds it's of cesspool it's yeah. a cesspool you know, petri dish of a bunch of just horrible and they're just you know they are actually doing that <laughs> but, the, the, but the also one of the sad things is that i heard the domestic violence is up because people are just locked in with each other and and relationships are suffering because, you know, we're so used to going out and doing our lives and then coming home and then sharing what happened or yeah. bringing new experiences or, and, and that's ended, you yeah. know, so now you're some just, people, some people are growing together and a lot of people are growing apart. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what? Another thing is you're talking about school teach. I used to be like against homeschool. I feel like kids need to socialize and, you know, go to, but now how, how bad public school is and, you know, how this experiences that everybody, you know, bullies and everything like that. It's kind of like, since everybody's forced to be at homeschooled now, I mean, you know, the, the parents have way more responsibility, man. I think it's actually a good thing, man. Like, yes. Uh, being I have more contact with my kids. I love that. I love having more contact with them. Um, oh, I've been watching them do, do stencils and stuff. It's been amazing. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. The wife, and we have a friend living with us, Dale, um, has been doing the academics uh, classes with them. And, dude, they're, they're getting much smarter now. They're getting better schooling now because they're getting one-on-one -on -one work. Oh, and right. um, they, they love their art teacher. Um, <laughs> and I do PE with them as well, you know. So they're getting better education uh, and health right now than they have in their entire life. I don't really know why there was a stigma for being homeschooled. At least when I grew up, the kids like that you met with that were homeschooled, they were like, oh, dude, he's weird. Like, you know what I mean? He was, he was, he was homeschooled. I remember kids saying that about other kids, but uh, I, I can't really, I don't, I can't really think of like a negative about it, man. It gets the Well, here's the thing. Kid, I you remember know? when I was growing up, you know, we always thought, well, homeschooling, well, you're kind of sheltering your kid. You're not letting him experiencing the world and okay. stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but with, especially with my son, he has sensory processing disorder mm -hmm. and at school, most of the time he's getting bullied, you know, he's a big kid and everything, but it doesn't matter. You know, it's the mind and everything like this little kid was bullying him much smaller than him. Um, but he's just susceptible to it because of he has uh, of his mind, um, you know, processing disorder. And so, especially for my son, you know, um, 
I'd much rather have him here at home, you know, because yeah. it hurts yeah. me to hear stories from him coming home from school and feeling like he was bullied and kids picking on him and stuff because they know how to pick on him and it's easy, you know. And so, uh, yeah, I, I'm uh, at this point, knowing my son the way that I do, I'm fine with homeschooling him the rest of my life. Yeah, one of the um, things, one of the things that I guess that, you know, a buddy of mine is, <clears throat> my buddy of mine sends his kids to private school. And one of the things, and it's a very expensive private school, and one of the things that they're paying for is, is you know, one-on-one -on -one classroom, uh, you know, attention. They're paying for the, the extracurricular programs. They're, play, they're paying for socialization, for food, for whatever the school provides. But in, in the light of all this, those schools are not dropping the tuitions. Oh my God. <laughs> which is like a massive problem, right? Because all the stuff that they're quote unquote paying for don't exist anymore. Yeah. And then the other, the other side is if you talk about homeschooling versus non-homeschooling is I think one of the things that, that people want is the, is the ability to learn socialization with others and, and being able to interact with others and, you know, learn how to, learn how to process and communicate and not, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, and, and not have things be overwhelming when in the process of a real situation. And since that's gone, I worry that that's going to be gone. And yeah, I mean, I've already seen it in my lifetime being, being my age, pre-cell phone and post-cell phone. And I see kids that are, you know, working as a, you go to a Starbucks and you order something nine times out of 10, they really didn't hear your order. And they ask you to repeat it because they're not, they're not reading it off a screen. They're, they're not used to listening. You're you saying that the I mean? social skills have gone down since uh, basically in each generation because people are on their cell phones too much and just kind of getting, I see that, that kids, you know, they don't know how to talk on the phone. You know, it was like, you know, you talk on a phone with a girl you like, right? You ask, hey, is this person home, right? Back in the day, like, I don't think that happens at all anymore, right? Nobody, no. nobody calls the house, right? You, you remember know. in the old, in the, in the old school Italy, people would meet at a cafe for coffee and sit and talk for hours, drinking these little tiny cups of coffee. Espresso, and today yeah. you're like, what are they talking about for so long? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know my, parents, my parents, my parents, um, when they got older, um, you know, I was like, why don't you keep in touch with your friends so much, you know, give them a call, say hi or something like that. But my parents were from that era, <clears throat> like you're talking about where, um, they would go over to the, their house, you know, yeah. and not call before they went over, yeah. a pop over, you yeah, know, bye. and, and, and they, or they'd meet somewhere and, and talk face to face. And so when, and then when, if they were out of town, they wouldn't call them because they know they'd be back in town within a certain amount of time. They go talk to them face to face. So yeah. when my parents got older, um, you know, I was like, well, why don't you call your old friends? It just doesn't register to them. Yeah. You know, because it's it's that same mindset that, you know, I'm still kind of out of town. I'm not I can't just walk over and see them. Um, and so they never called them. You know, it's just like yeah. it's, it's this whole mindset of isolation because of technology. Oh, you know what I saw um, just before I, we got on today, I saw uh, Todd Goodman's piece that he did with the phone 
and the uh, did you see that with the the phone and the um, syringe in no. it? No. Yeah, he just check him out. It was he just put it up today. Yeah, um, it up right now. So. He took a, a, an iPhone, and he. Oh, um, my, Todd, Todd Newman. Todd, yeah, Newman. Todd Newman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then put like a, a, a belt around it, like a yeah, yeah. Put around your arm to strap your arm, and he's like taking this thing and put it in you know a bunch of different places. But I just thought it was brilliant. Um, yeah. Imagery that I don't know if he did it or um, if yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Shot on iPhone. Yeah, shot on that phone. Um, but I, I just thought that was really uh, amazing. I don't know if he came up with the idea himself or yeah. if he was it for yeah. so he did. Oh, oh yeah. that's awesome. Oh, hey, this Great reminds job, me of God. something that uh, I saw recently. Did you guys watch the original, the LA Originals, the uh, Netflix series? I haven't on, seen uh, it yet, but I'm, I'm looking forward yet. to it. Yeah, yeah, check that's it out. Pretty- check it out because there, there's this like, there's a few heroin addicts in there that, that they got clean and they showed kind of like their. Uh, their whole process of, uh, you, you know, I mean, like yeah. it's real interest, real LA too at the end, but you know, you grew up here too, Dave, you, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, it really created that like vibe, man. But, um, but yeah, man. Okay. What about the homeless people, man? It's so crazy right now during this crisis because I see them wearing masks. A lot of them. I'm like, dude, where are these guys getting the mask? It's kind of crazy. Like, uh, well, thank uh, God they have them. I mean, yeah, I was, yeah, I yeah, was, yeah. I can't say where or who with, but I was recently on uh, down at the train yard, one of the train yards, and ran into a lot of those people. And it was, I mean, I don't know if you've been to the train yards at night, but it's dark and it's, it's dangerous and it's, uh, it's, a little, it's a little scary, but you know, there were, there were lots of people painting and then there were a lot of homeless people everybody was just fucking cool like you know usually you run into somebody or there's like a you know there's some arguments there's an argument or a homeless person who's like screaming about socialism or whatever but there was none of that you know what i mean and everybody was masked up everybody was like are you good yeah i'm good and everybody was super respectful i mean it's like it's the thing has infiltrated itself into even like even to the well even into the the saddest parts of our society which is all parts of society yeah the homeless community they're even there they're you know oh you know what i wanted to mention one of the reasons why i have this uh piece up right here Mm. um it's this is part of my uh earth uh earth day piece um but it seems that um one of the heroes and you know in addition to the the people in the medical business and the doctors and nurses and everything um they're they're amazing heroes with uh, with the virus but um dogs uh a lot of the shelters have emptied out because people have come and adopted dogs that's amazing time. yeah now, silver lining i guess there, right. that's but you know that's that is one of the silver linings but at the same time I'm just hoping that those people that have adopted all those dogs Don't have a plan back. set up for when they go back to work. Yes. Because it's going to break my heart if once this, this restrictions start easing and everything, if all of a sudden these dogs start end up back in there. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's so a respect, big... Respect the dogs. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Thank God for them. They're heroes. Some of the heroes of this COVID-19 as well. But, you know, if you're going to adopt them, Please have a plan for after this goes back to normal. Speaking of dogs, 
I don't know, James. Have you been to my house before? You have, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah hey, we're going on a ride. But, uh, you've, have you seen this dog? <clears throat> oh Speaking yeah. This is Rasco. Yeah, that's my buddy uh, Dave. Uh, yeah, LA2. I remember yeah. that guy. Yeah, he's good looking. LA dog. Blue. But Dude, we have man, a, Dave. Dave has oh, like man. some of the dopest pieces. I mean, I walk in and there's like Andy Warhols everywhere. You know what I mean? I'm like I'm floored, man. Oh, there's a shotgun on the back. That's awesome, man. Which one? Oh yeah, Chocolate <laughs> just came over here the other night. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> and then he's That's right. Legit, man. He's he's right below Chaz. If you see Chaz up there. Yeah, right at the top there. There's awesome. There's a little. Oh yeah, right there's there. my cat. You know what? <laughs> Vile gave us a great idea. Of, yeah. uh, Show them the vial. Uh, Show them the vial you have at your house. Uh, the vial. Vile was not happy that there are other pieces bumping his. <laughs> oh, of course not. <laughs> of course not. I, I love it because, uh, oh, right there, man. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think when Cy when hit it up here, yeah. I instantly got a text from Vile. Is side bumping my motherfucking piece? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there's a collab that Cy and I did. Oh, it's awesome, dude. That is so cool. I love that. Dude, that's you know what? Seriously, Dave basically has a museum inside his house, man. You're, if, yeah. If you're if you said you're gonna try to sell your house, man, I think there's you know just the no, art alone is worth way too much money, man. You're gonna need. No, I know. I mean, the problem with that is that I don't want to, and I, the the original plan was to like hang on to it and have it turn into something that could be of help to somebody in the future, and then move to Portland. Um, but obviously things. Hmm? Do you have a place in New York too? No, no, oh. I don't. I just oh, okay, spent, okay. I used to spend a lot of time out there because I worked. So that's another thing I really miss is, you know, I had a whole I had a whole community of people I worked with in New York. Yeah. And so I missed I missed you know, having that that side of my life you know being thwarted. But we'll get it back. I mean, I, I have no doubt that we're going to be able to get it back. Yeah, I just, you know, the whole thing that just scares me is just, I feel like definitely like people will start to loosen up on, you know, the whole COVID thing, but, you know, events not coming back until end of 2021, 2022. I mean, for artists and music, I mean, especially musicians, man. I mean, musicians aren't known to save money. Like, <laughs> no, but think about this. You know? I just saw a report and I guess, I guess this all falls under the umbrella of arts. So it's, we're still on topic, but yeah. even like, Broadway shows that were in production for like two years and sets being built and casting and rehearsals and those are squashed. Like people who had all these films that were in production, not that we should feel, you know, it's like, yes, there's more people suffering than like actors, but I'm just saying like the amount of heart and work and, 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 years of energy and every single day of just devotion to a craft to put something together are just they're never going to see the light of day yeah i mean man. there's just so many people and, and and my you know a girl who works with me is an actress and she cannot she doesn't she can't apply for ppp because she's not on some kind of payroll uh she can't apply for unemployment because she doesn't have the you know, enough of the 10, what are they, the, the receipts? 
Yeah, yeah, she doesn't have the work history, exactly. The 1092s or what are they called? 1099. No, 1099s, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a number of people in my, in my life, very close people that are just fucked. And, you know, so- I think some, there is, uh, like you were saying earlier, there's a large number of people that are not gonna recover from this. It's gonna be a completely different life for them. Um, but on the other hand, um, when when you go through something like this um and you know it could take a, a full another year or so to uh get full control of it and some idea of consistent normalcy or consistent reality um but once we get to that other side it's going to be like going through any horrible event that you've um survived it's going to make you stronger and it's going to prepare you for anything. Well, what I, what, what I mean, this, what this my, type of thing is never going to happen again the way it happened. No, and my, what my hope is, is that just on a global level, that all the nations are going to finally start to see us as earthlings and not people of different nations. Because, yeah. you know, we're just earthlings and it doesn't matter where you're from. And it just, we're all I mean, ones. dude, if the Palestinians are calling a fucking truce, I mean, no, 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 no. We must die honorably, not by this damn virus. We must kill each other honorably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's saying a lot, you know? Yeah. Like, let's call a truce because we don't want to die from the, the virus. We want to die in honor of yeah. shooting and killing each other. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just hoping. It's never going to stop, that, by the that, way, the, you know. But yeah, yeah, I know, but I just, I feel, I feel like, you know, by, it could start a a new way of thinking in terms of that we're all just as vulnerable as the next guy. It doesn't matter who you are, where you live, what country you're from, and that we should, we need to start. I mean, people always talked about how a globalization of some kind of new world order is this big scary thing and I'm not sitting here saying we should do that. But what I am saying is that it is spiritually, that would be a really great thing for us to all recognize that. Yeah. You know what, I think it would be a good idea that when we hit, um, call it DEFCON 4 with a virus, that everything shifts into globalism. You know what I mean? Like as soon as the WHO or whatever says, you know what, we've just identified a uh, pandemic possibility crisis. Mm. It is time now to shift into globalization. Everybody knows what the fuck to do and they shift into it and we take care of it like that. Yeah. You know, they, you're think, right. Think, thinking about this new world order, I mean, they, they've been, since, since I can remember, they've been worried about that, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, they're really taking no, their time. Any of these old rich people who have spent billions and billions of dollars to get control that they have of the, the economy and everything and the politics in the United States, yeah, they're shitting themselves. You know, but I mean, it traces back to the Priory of Sion, which is like the 1700s. Like, when are they going to get it together? Like, you know, <laughs> now's a good <laughs> Well, you know hey, I mean? Dave, like, I don't know. You know what? If you, It's so funny because th those people are in the same line of the conspiracy theorists, right? You, you yeah. Know? And we've yeah. heard some really crazy conspiracies going on. And there are people saying that this is a conspiracy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the latest thing, the latest thing I saw is that they were, 
there were a bunch of articles or um, things on this on Fox News where they're talking about doing investigations into the development of the, the virus in Wuhan. They're still trying to prove that it was a, they're trying to say it was developed in a lab. But yes. There's already been enough testing to show that that, that was impossible, that it had to come from a bat. It had, it was That's a what I heard. Born but, thing. You know, but you know what? Why there's are they so still much... trying to push this fucking narrative that it was, you know, made in a laboratory? If well, you'll notice, I mean, that'll all start petering out soon, and it'll go back to the where it was with, yeah, they didn't make it in a lab. It, it came from a fucking bat. And, you know, that's another thing that's kind of scary is that, from what I heard, the wet markets yes. um, is where the, the, the bats came from that they're eating. Yes. So, but you know what? Here's the thing, man. I think just like in the time of 9-11, whenever trauma, like, crazy, something like this happens – uh, there's so much misinformation going out there right now. It's all like, how much do we actually know? And how much is just something that we heard? Um, exactly. You, you know, because now I'm hearing, oh, you know, they never even sold bats at the wet market. And, you know, but I'm also hearing COVID-19 is caused by 5G. You, you know what I mean? I heard that one too. <laughs> They're blowing up towers in London. They're blowing up phone right? towers. So well, I also, the newest one is that, the reason why there's social distancing and the six feet apart from each other is that they're trying to uh, teach us to live that way so satellites can track us better. <laughs> you, you know, yeah, there's just... <laughs> Ooh. That's a pretty good one. You know what? Big brother. At the end of the day, Occam's razor, right? It's probably yeah. just a pandemic. You, you know, yeah, but the, fact, that, the <laughs> fact of the matter is, is like, when they passed the Patriot Act like 20 years ago, they know exactly where we are and what we're doing. We, they get into any committee's yeah. computer. So it's like, that's just, just, just a non-starter. It's always yeah, a You day, know what, man. though? Occam's Edge, which you just mentioned, James, um, is probably very much the case. Um, yeah. For those of you who don't know, Occam's Edge is basically all it, all it says is that, you know, the, the, the most logical is most logical evidence is what is, is, is most likely. Yeah. Yeah. The simplest explanation is the most likely explanation, you know? So if, ever, you know, people have been, I was just saying back to nine 11, when crazy things happen, man, people want to find a way to cope and somebody to blame a lot of times, I think. And uh, you know, what's easier to blame than the government a lot of time. I mean, we're still blaming them for, even if they did the best job, we would still blame them period. Cause it's like, it's just they're just easy to shit on you, you know what i mean and then now we want to target you know we want to put uh you know why you know people are dying on top of and they want to add it to you know i i've even been told that kobe died because he was trying to save us from the vacciners with the 5g people wow that, <laughs> no joke that no right joke okay. gotta be the craziest one i've heard so far <laughs> no joke. okay so at the end of the day what i'm just trying to say is like you know what I think I just really feel for people right now. I feel like people are like really hurting and I get it, man. He, yeah. The only thing I would, I would ask and that I don't, and I don't know the answer to this is that is the, is the, is the mad dash for a reason of where it started have anything to do with if they can figure out where it started, then they can figure out a cure better. Mm, that, that's or is point. it? Yeah. It's, or, just blame. it's a blame game, I think. Yeah. Or, it, or if, if somebody's already got the virus, don't doesn't that come from the blood cells of somebody who already has it, and how they learn how to mutate that and make that use that to our advantage? Because when you get the flu shot, they're injecting the flu into you. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So you know what's crazy? Like they've been doing. Um, I saw this picture <clears throat> of a uh, old Chinese man, like 
blowing with a long straw. They used to grind up smallpox and then they would give you small amounts of it, trace amounts so you can build immunity to it. It's just so crazy how oh, yeah. disease works, man. You, you, <clears throat> you know, and uh, um, yeah, let's just talk about this real quick. It's really interesting because everybody's talking about manufacturing during this period of time. Like all this, a lot of the medicine, man, it's crazy. It's made in a lot of it, the precursors are made in Asia now, man. And so yeah. it's like, there's just like a power grab right now because people start evaluating like, Hey man, all our, ma our, all our manufacturing is gone. Even, you know, our precursors of antibiotics or medicines and all, all that kind of stuff is gone, man. If a real pandemic hits, if we don't work together, I mean, if the enemy is making all of our <laughs> precursors of antibiotics, like, mm -hmm. you know I mean? It's probably not a good idea for us to get into a war with them. And so it just makes, I think this whole pandemic, man, it's really made me and everybody I think evaluate like, hey man, like, you know, things have been really, really good for a really long time. Which, which feeds into my, nece my, my necessity for spiritual globalization, mm, you yeah. know, because we're all, it doesn't matter where they're dying just as much as we're dying, whether they make this, this shit there or not, you know, yeah. so let's like, let's help ourselves, you know, recover and, and thrive. Dude. You know, and teacher and I are both working on this Earth Day thing. Uh, that's tomorrow. Actually, is Earth Day. A lot of people don't know that because they're so caught up in this whole thing. But you know, what we're really here's the thing about Earth Day: the Earth is going to be fine. The Earth is going to be here for billions of years. It's ourselves that are at risk. You know what I mean? The yeah. Earth. The Earth has lasted through six. Uh, six uh, extinction events, at least. You the know what I mean? Dinosaurs, bro. You, you know, <laughs> the ice age, yeah. the yeah, fucking man. comets, the volcanoes, whatever's happened. You know, we, the Earth has lasted. So when you it'll get you back. Yeah, Earth the, will get you back. The Earth will be fine. I'm just saying, like, what we're really at risk of losing is ourselves. Yeah, you know, you know? so because it'll yeah. clean, it'll clean itself. You know what, yeah. man? I think I think it's it's been a that's a great. I, w I just want to end it there because yeah. I feel like it's a good point, man. You, you, you know, and uh, you know, thanks so much, Dave, for uh, you know hey, for coming on, man. I I just appreciate this is my first Zoom thing since I've started since this pandemic was started. I enjoyed it, and thanks for having me. I'm sorry I didn't stay focused on art so much, but nah, it was man, we, nice we to this is, around. This is one of the things that we like to do with this podcast is just to kind of riff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. otherwise it, it's not organic. You know, it's, it, then it becomes very structured. You got, okay, these are your questions. We'll right, be expecting right, right. some answers from them, okay? You, you know, know, you know like what? I think, like this. I think, you know, as, if, as your tattoo show is probably going to be gone for a little bit, you know, we've been, we've been talking about a show uh, with Teach. I mean, travel's going to be gone for a little bit, obviously, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. but I think, uh, you know, we're talking about doing some street art shows where, basically teaches like Bourdain goes around to a different city. Well, you know what? Here's an idea. Um, maybe uh, if, if you're down for it, Dave, maybe we have you come in and, and uh, guest host uh, some of those shows. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I just love hanging out with you guys. So <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. Cool, man. Well, we'll I, thought I was ready for, I was ready to give you my, uh, you know, my, my history and my the early works of Egon Schiele being a massive influence and 
We should, you, should, you know what? You should go on the <laughs> Professor Jim's show talk, man, because then you could like, because at least me, man, I'm a dummy for art, man. I'm just like a fanboy for you for for your guys' stuff, man. So. Well, you know what? Vile actually <laughs> mentioned that you were talking about that earlier, having episodes where we have artists that we've had on before come on and talk about what they've got in their bag, you know, what has inspired them for whatever it is they're working on and everything. So uh, we'd love to have you back on for another episode for uh, what's in your bag. Oh yeah, that'd be killer. Idea yeah. by Vile. People would be very surprised what was in I, what I what I uh, what I what I grew up on and stuff. So yeah, that'd be fun. That's All right, guys, awesome. have a great Here. day. Stay safe, and uh, teacher, I'll see you out on the street. Let me know when you go do your thing, and, and maybe I'll, I'll join you. Awesome, Take care, brother. All right, Peace. Thank you. Bye. Peace. And in